This is Troy Wagner. This is Eric Miller. We are Ravers for Recovery. Recovery. And if you're listening to this, so are you. you. How was your day? How was your week? We want to hear from you. Reach out to us by email, info at raversforrecovery.org. And go ahead and connect with others in recovery by joining our Facebook page. And always stay up to date with the latest news by visiting our website, www.raversforrecovery.org. And now, join us for this week's podcast. We have our first guest tonight. He has over 30 years clean is a pillar in the recovery community, has been going to concerts since 1977, including Jane's Addiction, In Excess, Eurythmics, Grateful Dead, The Cure, and many, many more. The list goes on. We're truly grateful to have and introduce Tommy O. Tommy O. How's it going, Tommy? Good. Thanks, Troy. Thanks for asking me. Tommy, thank you for being here, man. Uh, well, I just really would like to know a little bit about your recovery. How how that happened? What happened? Thirty how, years, how did, amazing. How did you get to thirty years, and where did you come from to get there? So, well, you know, it's, of course, obviously started a long time ago, uh, but it was after my fourth DUI went into went into treatment and. Uh, And six months after I got out of treatment, I found Narcotics Anonymous, and I've been coming to meetings ever since. Right. Yeah. How's it been? Uh, how how did you rate your recovery versus your life before? Was it an easy transition for you? Tell us a little bit about those concerts, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want to get down to. You know what we'll I'm saying? There. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. You know, it was... Uh, uh, the. I guess the, the you know the tough part for me was you know generally you know when people come in to recovery or they decide they want to stop drinking or stop using um, you know they've been working up to that for a while and had been thinking about it or whatever and and for me it was just like boom just like that you know uh, you know and traumatic event happened and and you know I just thought I need to do something different. So where where in your where in your I mean you've been going to shows since nineteen seventy seven and these are these are a lot of shows that I would consider to be just some really big minefields <laughs> of temptation. Right, right, right. Where where in your where did the partying stop and the recovery begin and then how did you how was your? I want to know, really. How was your first concert? Yeah. Once you were in recovery, how was that first time? So, so it started like this for me in recovery. Um, you know, I, I just I really love music and I really love going to concerts and I didn't want that part of my life to stop. You know, um, I wanted to believe that. Um, this was something I could do without getting loaded, without being loaded. And I was fortunate enough early in recovery to have a friend named Paul who was also way into music, okay? 
And so, you know, him and I went to a lot of concerts together mm -hmm. when I was early in recovery. And this is something I would recommend um, really for anybody okay. in recovery. Um, that means you out there. Yeah, that, you know, find somebody that, you know, doesn't use dopes, doesn't, doesn't drink somebody that's in a, you know in recovery or in a recovery program with you that has you know that you guys have similar tastes in music or you like the same kind of bands you know go to concerts together okay because it's a lot it's easier it's a lot safer you got somebody else to lean on you know um Kind of like your roll dog, you can say in a absolutely, way, you know. Absolutely, yeah. Like, like your spotter, if you're at a gym, you're kind of like your spotter. Yeah, absolutely, He's your yes. recovery spotter. Yeah, <laughs> completely, yeah, at, at shows. You know, and so so, so that's kind of how it got going for me. You mm -hmm. know, that's kind of how it got started for me. So, one of the things we've talked about on earlier podcasts and stuff is about the music. And the and how you don't need to be high or on drugs or to have the extra stimuli to enjoy the music. Was the music better for you sober, or, or how how did how did the appreciation for what you were experiencing change? It's funny, man. That's that's a good question. Uh, so so one 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 uh, uh, one thing I remember. Um, so I, I went to this concert, um, I think it was 1979, um, yes, it was 1979 in, in the fall in Chicago. It was Black Sabbath's 10th anniversary tour, and um, <laughs> Van, Halen, <laughs> Van Halen was the opening act, and they had one record out. No shit. They had one record out at the time. <laughs> And, Fucking Van Halen. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah, and and so on the way. Wow. On, wow. The, on the way in, we got padded down. It was me and my cousin Greg, and uh, you know we had our dope taken away from us. Okay, <laughs> going in, um, but you know they didn't. Of course, they didn't get it all, and um, and and I guess you know the the the. You know, the, the point I'm trying to make is I don't remember a lot of that show, okay? It was, I mean, that was, you know, a lot of people would say that would have, you know, that that was a pretty significant concert, you know what I mean? A pretty big yeah. deal, you know? Um, and, and there wasn't a lot of that show I remember, um, you know, because we were loaded. And, 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 and so, so, you know, after I got into recovery, you know, and, and started going back to concerts, you know, the next day I could remember the whole thing, you know what I mean? I remember, you know, the, the, you know, what song they came out with, you know, to start the show, you know, what song they ended with, what song they came back out and encored with, mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, and how I felt, you know. Um, during the concert, you know, and, and that was, you know, I like to move around, I like to dance, and you know, and that was a big thing, man. It's like, because what's the point in going if you can't remember? You know right, what I mean? Right, exactly. Yeah. Was there any, uh, because, like any show for that matter, you know, you can, at least now, being in recovery, we can spot them from a mile off, 
someone that's messed up or, or high or whatnot. Right. How did how did your any, do you feel that there was any change in your interactions with the crowd with the other people the newcomers that you met or did you did you avoid them or did you just feel more blend in with them or or did they even know? Um. I you know I don't I can't I can't uh, I can't say really if if people knew or not you know because right. you know most of the time people are just kind of into their own thing but mm-hmm. but um, you know I have been at concerts you know uh, where people have tried to pass me stuff mm-hmm. okay and I've had to turn them down or mm-hmm. I, you know I I have turned them you know I I. I I would say no. You know, is that is that was that difficult in the beginning to do, or was it ever or was it ever a difficulty? Well, it was it was tough, but you know that goes back to the piece of um, you know being there with somebody that that you you know you guys support each other. You, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and not getting high. You know, and and so you know if you're around that stuff, you got somebody that you can lean on and and say. You know, I know, I know, we're not getting high because we're going to this thing together. You know, mm-hmm. and I know I can count on you, and you can count on me. Okay, regardless of what's going on around us, we're, like, we're here for the music. Right. That's like all of these groups that are popping up. You know, like Sober Brew over at Bonnaroo. Uh, this last weekend, I saw the pictures of Insomnia Consciousness that were at Escape. You know, Psycho Circus down there in Southern California. But yeah, so what, they they kind of just built on that idea, you know. What what do you because what what people don't see at, at this point is you have a you have a, a book here. I, I want to hear your experience of the Grateful Dead, honestly, because to me, I mean, I, I, I'm you're you're a little bit older than me, so it's like, I, but you and I have a little bit of the same history with the dead, not as not as deep and an in depth as you have with, uh, with it, but. You know, the dead, to me, were synonymous with, I mean, cocaine, acid, marijuana, you know, I mean, just a lot of the things that they did, the family, the drum circles. Um, what was your what was your experience with the Grateful Dead? So I was telling you that, um, you know, I, I was early on, I was going to uh, a lot of concerts with my buddy Paul, okay? Um, and, and so, you know, it was in the late... 80s, early 90s, and, and man, we just, we hit a ton of concerts together. You know, Robert Plant, Todd Rundgren, Edie Brickell, Sting, <laughs> Blues Traveler. Um, wow, Blues Traveler. Blues Traveler. Little, I that's little Feet, you know. We <laughs> little seen, Feet. Yeah, oh, we've seen some um, jazz concerts, some blues concerts. Um, how, how, not to take away from the question, but looking at that book, how many tickets do you estimator in that book I you know I'll count them I, I can but there's got to be over a hundred I would say yeah. <laughs> you know. uh, wow and that's the ones wow. that made it to the book I mean are they right all? yeah okay yeah most of most of the concerts I've been to I have a stub and 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 I've saved the stub um, yeah because um, early you know when I was Real young and started going to shows. They would, they would tear the ticket stub and just uh-huh. give you a little stub, and and it wouldn't even you couldn't even see huh. the name of the band left on there anymore because uh, all the, they gave you like was, a movie ticket. Which yeah, you're getting into get a little the time, stub. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, a, after that they quit doing that, and they would just they would keep the little stub and they give you the big piece, 
that would say the name of the band on it. Um, so do you think the dead with the more drug so, so influential? So what happened with that was, uh, you know, like I said, um, Paul and I were going to all these concerts. Um, and so then it was... Uh, uh, It was June in 1991. Okay. And 11 years old. I was 11 years old. How old were you, Eric? 20. <coughs> 22, 23. So, so the dead were coming to Soldier Field in, in Chicago. And, uh, and so, so one day Paul says to me, uh, a bunch of us are going to see the dead. Do you want to go? And I thought, yeah, I'll go. Okay. And at, you know, at this point in my life, I'm 31 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been clean for a couple years, two and a half years, something like that, and um, or it was that long since my since my relapse. Um, so you know, uh, so the only thing I knew about the Grateful Dead at that time was nothing really. <laughs> you know, I I knew the song "Truckin'," I knew the song "Truckin'," "Touch the Gray." <laughs> you know, I knew the song "Touch the Gray," but that was it. So. So Paul would give me these tapes to listen to at work because I worked overnight um, as a scale clerk at a limestone plant, you know. And, and so I'd listen to these tapes. And, and so anyway, so the concert comes, all right, and Paul says to me, there's this group of people called the Wharf Rats. Oh, Wharf Rats. And they're deadheads that... Don't get high anymore. They used to okay. drink. They used to drink. Okay. They used to do drugs, but now they don't. They're they're clean. Um, and, and so he says they have a meeting because the great. This was ninety one again. Yeah, nineteen ninety one. When they do concerts, they play two sets. Okay, mm-hmm. they usually come out. They'll play for an hour or so. Then they'll take a break, a set break. And then after the break, the, you know, and the break is usually, you know, sometimes, you know, 40 minutes or, you know, 50 minutes. So just or just enough time to get your mind right. Yeah. <laughs> and then they come back out for their second set, and it's usually an hour and a half or so. Um, so, but the Warf Rats have a meeting between sets at, wow. every, at every Grateful Dead concert. And you find them by the, they, they hold up yellow, yellow balloons. Okay. The yellow yep. balloon. Yellow yep. balloon. Yep. Okay. Right. Yellow balloon like that. In. Okay. What? Are you seriously? Okay, guys out there, um, he is showing us one of the yellow balloon magnets, it's one a show sticker. at a time. Yeah. One of the stickers. That's that's amazing. How long have we had that? Would you say? I don't. I don't know. Um, so it's so, amazing though. Yeah. So so uh, so all so that. Grateful Dead concert and all the times I've seen the Grateful Dead after that up until 95 when Garcia died um, I went to the I went to Warfrat meeting at every Grateful Dead concert and and so you know wow. it's cool and and so you know they they run their meeting you know and and they say you know right in the preamble we're you know we're not we're not affiliated with AA or NA um, but you know we're a support group for each other in in a slippery environment, you know, and okay. so you know people go around and they share, and you know after the meeting they close the meeting, and and so it, it's cool. It's kind of it, it's similar to uh, 
similar to an NA meeting, you know. Um, but yeah, so 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 that's that's you know that's kind of how I got into the Grateful Dead. Okay, so six months later, I moved to Colorado. I moved to Denver. Mm -hmm. Okay, and uh, and so there's this guy that lived there that asked me. Um, to make a recording of this album he had, and and so I did, and so it was that that you know I I just then I really started getting into it, and I just started I started buying all I you know anything I can get my hands on that was Grateful Dead related, you know I started reading about them in magazines, I you know bought all the albums that I could get my hands on, and I just I really started really getting into them then. Um, and, and you know, so so now there's this. Uh, it's it's called a live music archive. Okay. And 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 you know, of course, it's easy to find online. And and it's got a you know, it's got all kinds of live concerts and this and that on there. But they have a a a, a, a separate page for the Grateful Dead. Hmm. Um, and and so sounds kind of like a SoundCloud. Yeah, well, kind of uh, like yeah, a program like that. Like yeah. early, early, early stage SoundCloud. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, so the Grateful Dead, they were, uh, you know, they didn't care if 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 their music got taped, if their concerts got taped. Oh, yeah, that's all. Matter of fact, them. they had a they <laughs> had a free publicity. They would sell they, they would sell tickets to the tapers section in the in the, oh. at at each concert, so people would bring their equipment. And they would record, you know. The that's guy. that's how I got into him. I had a buddy that followed him for ten years, and that's yeah. how I got into it was by bootlegs. Yeah, yeah. And he'd have yep. these like ninety-minute Memorex yeah. tapes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And nothing but bootlegs. Or oh, if he was really feeling good, he'd break out the eight mil, you know, the the actual recorded ones, and just right. hook up the machines. So yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing because I didn't know that that was kind of history they had there. So yeah, so that's kind of how I got into the Grateful Dead. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is probably a, a strange question, and I mean, there's no such thing as dumb questions. But uh, <laughs> dumb is dumb. Do not ask. How? How? Because drug addiction seems to really be synonymous with, with the, the Grateful the, Dead. With the Grateful Dead, right. and it seems to be synonymous with the musicians themselves. How? How did that affect your your love for the music, if any? Uh, and how did it change it for any, like, because most musicians today are usually, unfortunately, you know, are, are battling some kind of addiction, which right. really kind of yeah. seems to be synonymous with the words and the music. How, how is it, is it difficult to get into that being sober, or how, or how does that change for you? Yeah, not at all. And, and, and see, you know, the, 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 I guess, you know, the thing about that is, um, you know, the, I just, you know, I just fell into the music, you know, I, and I really, it was like my tribe almost mm -hmm. when I got there. And, 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 you know, the dead were real open um, to, to that, you know, they allowed the Wharf Rats to have a meeting, you know, and, and a presence at every Grateful Dead concert. They, the, the Grateful Dead uh, sanctioned that, you know, they allowed us to be there, you know. Um, and so, so the, the band themselves, they were, they, they understood, man. And, and they sure. were, they were, you know, very supportive of that. 
What what was the uh, what was the support for the warfare? I mean, what I mean was there a sizable crowd that's participated in this? Well, you know, I I I've been to meetings, you know, at at concerts and and you know, there's any typically anywhere, you know, from 20 to 40 people, you know, 60 people at a meeting, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So so yeah, word gets around, and and you know there's there, you know there's plenty of people there. A lot of supporters in there as well as yeah, um, just uh-huh. not more in addition to the recovery people right. themselves. Yeah. People there that were yeah. supporting them too. Okay, because yeah. that that was one of the biggest things about the dead was it's just not only a family within a family, not only a family that followed the dead on, on a regular, almost commune type, you know, basis, but it was also. The dead were very family oriented. Yeah. You know, they were Absolutely. like there were children there. There, there yeah. were baby there were babies raised on tour. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, well, out of out of all of your concerts, and I mean, any of those that particularly stand out in your mind as being one of the greatest spectacles that you've ever seen or Ooh. shows. I mean. I'm sure there's more than one, but if you have, I know, how are you going to ask? I know, who's been over, I mean, if, there, if there's, a, if there's a top five <laughs> that you could probably, you know, it's really, it's really hard to pinpoint, you know, just because I've been at so many uh, concerts. Um, when when I saw uh, Aerosmith at the Pepsi Center in 2002, wow. and uh, and took my wife. Anytime you say any of the concerts, I'm always like, wow. And <laughs> took awesome. my to my wife to that show, um, and and it was really you know, uh, so you know, because Aerosmith uh, was a band that was really, in fact, they used to, the nickname of, of Steven Tyler and Joe Perry were the Toxic Twins. Uh-huh. That was their nickname. Because uh, they were just loaded all the time, okay? yeah. and so you know, I saw Aerosmith a couple of times in the late seventies, early eighties, and and it, you know, so Aerosmith was always one of my favorite bands. And when I saw them, they were terrible. It uh. was like probably the worst band I'd ever seen live. All right, they sucked. Well, they got clean. They went to treatment. They got clean. Okay. okay? And, and I never seen them since they. And I really wanted to go see them, you know, since they got clean. And so, when I took my wife to that show at the Pepsi Center in Denver in, in 2002, it was right after 9/11, because 9/11 was September 11, 2001. So this was January 2002. So it okay. was just not far at, long after that. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, Oh my goodness! They were just—they were—they were really, really good. I had such a good time. What a difference it makes! Oh, and 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 so so, you know that was the difference, man. It was like they were—you know—they just sounded so good and so professional. You know, whereas when I'd seen them twenty years earlier, they were just sloppy and, uh-huh. and just terrible. You know, but since they were sober and clean. You know, they just, they were, they were great. They really were good, you know. Yeah. So, so that one kind of stood out to me, that concert, you know. Mm -hmm. And I think for that reason. Right. You know. Oh, that seems like a good reason. Yeah. Well, what would, what would you, what, what message would you, if you could, uh, or would please pass on to the younger generation today and music lovers and music fans from your experience and, and uh, uh, quite a bit of it from what we're sitting here looking at and hearing uh, what would be 
What would be the message that you would pass on? And, yeah, especially to the festival goers. Yeah, any festival goers. I mean, yeah. yeah. Even festival, I mean, because music to me is a family, regardless of what Sure. What yeah, it yeah, is, yeah. So. yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, uh, you know, you talk about festivals. I, I was at the very first Lollapalooza Fest in yeah. <laughs> You did tell me that. You did tell me that. And, and now at the uh, Lollapalooza, what is it called? So... Yeah, that was. That Did was, you have a recovery group there? I'll have to get back to y'all later on that. I apologize for that. Yeah, that was a good time. Uh, but but you know the 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 thing that I would I would pass on um, to people you know new to this, young people, whatever. Um, you know the the thing that worked for me was taking having somebody go with me. You know, somebody that I trusted, somebody that I knew wasn't going to drink. You know, somebody that I knew was there for the music like I was, you know, and, you know, from there, it just, you know, it, it, it turned into a whole book of concert stubs, you know, from that beginning, you know. Right on. Yeah. Well, Tommy, that's, a, that's a, an amazing journey. Uh, We're so a, grateful. <laughs> We're so grateful that you did over take an the time. musical career. You know, I got a handful yeah. of concerts and a handful of shows, but... To bring in a, a scrapbook. Nowhere as extensive as that. Mine's not. <laughs> I mean, the man, the dedication is, is truly impressive. And uh, as, you know, if not more so, your dedication to sobriety is, is truly impressive. 30 years, 30 years. 30 years, which is just proof to anyone that comes along that it can be done, you know. I mean, once you make that choice, you know. So, yeah. I mean, are you... Do you ever regret it? Absolutely not. It's no? the best decision I ever made in my life. You wish you made it sooner? I think I probably made it at the right time. Right. You know, it's funny. I've, I've heard that. You know, it's like, you know, it, it, it came when it's supposed to. Yeah. It happened when it was supposed yep. to. And I think yeah. that's the understanding I think people need to have yeah. is that mm. you can't hold yourself accountable for your past. You have, but you. Yeah, because I think it, yeah. if it would have came any sooner, I might not have been ready. Mm. If it had came any later, I may not have been alive. Mm. Well, that's a good point. Well, Tommy, I do appreciate you giving us the time again. And is there anything else that you'd like to say before we go ahead and close this podcast? I just, you know, I just want everybody just to keep on rocking on. And, <laughs> and you know, that... that uh, you know, you can have fun, and you can have a good time, and you can go to shows without having to get loaded. Awesome. Thank, well, thank you very much, Tommy O. You're <laughs> awesome, dude. Thanks, and fellas. until next time. You have been listening to another episode of the Ravers for Recovery podcast. I am Troy Wagner. I'm Eric Miller. And we are Ravers for Recovery. And if you listen to this, you are too. Go ahead and join the Facebook group, which is growing quickly. You'll find that with keyword Ravers for Recovery. Also, make sure to check out the website. A lot of cool info on there. That's at RaversforRecovery.org. Until next time, again, we are Ravers Ravers for for Recovery. Recovery.